Hey, Pistown Pals, this is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the well-fortified Sentinel Bunker, sponsored by the DSA Accelerationist Caucus. Check out that website, districtsentinel.com. Don't get bashful on us now, Harper. Stand up so the crowd can see you. We have a good girl in the studio, but she's out of the camera's range right now. Hang on. You can see just the top of her head. She's not. Uh, Yeah, there she is. There she is. is. There's the good girl. Yeah, you can uh, get some. uh, Well, there you go. Good, good mouth shot. We've got now a Harper mouth cam here. She's being very shy. Very, very shy. Hey. Unlike Laika, you know, Laika just lets it all hang out when she's here usually. She just licks away. But she she is small enough that she's basically in your lap for half the time. Yeah, that is how she spends the show. Oh man. Uh so It's hard to get the uh the big girls on camera, the big the big boys and girls, the big dogs, <laughs> the big dogs. The big dogs on camera. They're big harder. dogs on camera. Big dogs. Hey pal. <laughs> It's tough to get on camera when you're busy not giving a fuck. <laughs> you about done? <laughs> the fa- no, I'm not actually. Now that we brought up the big dogs, the uh, the surefire way to tell if someone is worth talking to at a party <clears throat> is to pull up the uh, image online of the big dogs. Hey, pal, America <laughs> deserved 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> They're, if they're mortified, you've done yourself a favor. You don't need to talk to them for the rest of the evening. Yeah, that's always good advice. You know, bringing back that advice and consent segment for the listeners out there. Uh, some big news to get to off the top. First off, Laura Loomer right now uh, has handcuffed herself outside the Twitter offices. She's apparently wearing a, a gold star, too. Jesus. Um, I guess comparing her ban from Twitter to the Holocaust. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically it's basically the same thing. Why didn't you do this, Sam, when you were uh, kicked off Twitter? Well, I still might, <laughs> depending. <laughs> we'll on, see if it works. If it works, I might have to do it. Why is Why is Laura Loomer dressed like the Joker right now in this picture? <laughs> I really don't understand. That's kind of the uh, the 2018 thing. Is uh, every everyone's the Joker? <laughs> Why so serious? <laughs> There's a Batman. <laughs> um, Michael Cohen uh, pleaded guilty to lying today, which opens up a whole can of worms for uh, people affiliated with the Trump company. I'm thinking Donald Trump Jr. right now, who probably lied about the same stuff that Michael Cohen lied about, which is the timeline of uh, talks to get a hotel built in Moscow and just how high level those talks got. Um, We've been predicting this for a long time that Donald Trump Jr. is going to get taken down by all this. We'll see if Trump uh, himself like lied in those written answers to Mueller. Of course, indicting a president on anything is a little tougher than indicting a president's son um, who doesn't have any sort of legal immunity. But uh, maybe Jared Kushner too? Might have lied here. How quick would those pardons come, do you think? Come pretty quick. Pretty quick. I was remarking on Twitter how, like, the timeline of all this suggests to me, at least, and I could be wrong, there could be 
it could be far more conspiratorial than I'm letting on, but Trump trying to get a hotel built in Moscow while he's running for president and then those plans fall through when it looks like he's about to secure the Republican nomination suggests to me that Trump was just running for president to boost his business, to boost his brand, likely to uh, make himself important enough to engage in high-level talks with the Russians to get a hotel, which is what you need to get a hotel built in the middle of Moscow. And uh, it was going to work. He got the talk. He got in there until he actually was going to win the presidency <laughs> and it couldn't work anymore at least it can't work for the next couple more years yeah it, it, it was a it was a foolproof plan until he actually got <laughs> until he actually got elected yeah yeah i mean it, there's a lot of people who think that trump has been this sort of manchurian candidate who's been groomed for decades to run for office and carry out uh putin's agenda I, i'm not seeing that here no he was he was probably going to run trump tv from yeah. one of the Moscow buildings, too, or part of it. I mean, we remember uh, in the buildup it, it, uh, to the election, it looked like the Trump campaign was setting up the, uh, an apparatus to have its yeah, own... Trump TV. Yeah, Trump TV. They were ready. They were ready to pull the pull the trigger on that, and then Trump wins. Or, and, or Hillary lost, yeah, more, more yeah. accurately. And the, the thing about all that is, and this is something we were talking about earlier today, like how many people are going down because Trump won the presidency? People who worked hard for Trump to win the presidency now losing it all because he actually did win the presidency. Um, had Trump not won the Republican nomination, you have to wonder if people like Paul Manafort, obviously Michael Flynn, probably Michael Cohen, although he had some other dealings going on too that he's gotten in trouble for. But all these people would just be fine running their grifts, doing their thing, uh, claiming that Hillary Clinton should be in jail still, probably if she'd be president, but uh, they wouldn't be all looking at prison terms or having to deal with pleas and stuff like that. I promise you no one would give a shit about Manafort lying about FARA filings if, if Donald Trump didn't win. No one, no one would care. <laughs> no one really cares about like the facts of that case, like Manafort lying on FARA. Yeah. Yeah, no one. I doubt that. One more thing at the top. What uh, is the, yeah, what is this? We owe Eamon Bundy an apology? What are you getting at here? Well, did you hear what he said last night? Go on. I don't know. I mean, Bundy is, uh, you remember, he was uh, he led the occupation of the wildlife refuge in Oregon, claiming some uh, weird sovereign citizen shit about federal government owning land. And... There was always just sort of, I feel like, he was he was pigeonholed as a guy who just sort of believed every stupid right-wing thing yeah. there is. But maybe he was a freedom fighter? Well, yes. I, I, <laughs> it, it, he basically, he came out and attacked Trump's uh, language on asylum seekers and uh, how he's been attacked. I mean, not just language, and, you know, obviously they've been shooting f fucking tear gas at, at, the, uh, at the asylum seekers approaching the border, but... Eamon Bundy has been against all this, and he, he said this about what uh, Trump said, quote, to group them all up like our president has done. He has basically called them all criminals and said they're not coming here. It seems there has been this group stereotype. It's all fear-based, and frankly, it's all selfishness. I'm going to lose something by them coming in. I think that's incorrect. To base your arguments or your motives or your actions upon fear is a very dangerous thing to do. 
Uh, he said there may be criminals in the caravan, but the quote, the conservative media reporting this is the, uh, excuse me, conservative media is reporting this as the way that they all are. That just doesn't appear to be the facts said fathers, mothers, children's willing to go through the process to apply for asylum so they can come to this country and benefit from not being oppressed continually by uh, criminals. And sorry, I guess, for uh, just assuming that Eamon Bundy was uh, just as far right as you can be. And I don't know. I thought that was a pretty <laughs> going on here for a while about this, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice to see Eamon Bundy. Uh, not... Surprise! I'm wondering, like, who asked Eamon Bundy this, or did he, he... he was he was streaming a video, oh. and someone just noticed this, like, whoa, Eamon Bundy thinks Trump is being a racist dipshit, basically on the uh, on the caravan. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. Eamon Bundy, welcome to the. <laughs> well, maybe Eamon Bundy has uh, earned himself reprieve from any sort of garbage can ceremonies for the next couple months as a result of uh, his quotes. Um, but that doesn't mean other people haven't. Get your garbage can nominees in right now over at patreon.com slash district sentinel. Or by the way, we're uh, streaming to subscribers and non-subscribers alike today. So if you're a non-subscriber and want to participate, you're going to have to subscribe. Get your garbage can nominees. We're going to throw someone in the garbage can. Probably this guy. Although we've thrown Chuck Schumer in the garbage can so many times and Senate Democrats in general so many times, we should kind of just like stop considering them because they've, especially Chuck Schumer, has staked out a permanent spot in the garbage can. But uh, I have a feeling he's going to win again this week. Got to give the people what they want, I guess. And they continually, continuously want to see Senate Democrats get thrown in the can. Yep. All right, we've got haikus coming up later for new subscribers, but first, it's Thursday, November 29th, 2018. Here's the news. One of the world's largest banks had its offices raided by police this morning. German law enforcement targeted Deutsche Bank for allegations of money laundering related to the so-called Panama Papers. The papers, which were published in 2016 by journalists around the world, detailed global tax avoidance schemes run by the Panamanian law firm Mossack Fonseca. According to media reports on today's raid, the papers also show that Deutsche Bank allegedly helped more than 900 customers keep some $350 million in the British Virgin Islands, tax haven just like Panama. Police and prosecutors are focusing on two Deutsche employees who may have failed their legal obligations to enforce internal anti-money laundering controls. Now, this is particularly noteworthy because in late May, it was revealed that federal regulators added Deutsche Bank's U.S. subsidiary to a list of troubled financial firms. Both the Fed and the FDIC raised red flags about the bank's stability. This morning, Deutsche's stock fell about 5% as markets reacted to the news of the German raid. As CNBC noted today, the bank's stock is down on the entire year by almost 50%. It's a lot, 50%. Yeah. 50%. In other news about financial stability, major regulators have recently spoke on the subject. Fed Chair Jerome Powell, who is uh, increasingly... Uh, Donald Trump is not a fan of Powell. He's been going after him. Uh, he said in the Washington Post this week he's not at all happy with his pick of Powell for uh, raising interest rates. 
I'm sure a lot of West Wing type people are going to get like their hair in a mess over uh, uh, central bank independence. Mustn't mustn't yeah. interrupt the central bank independence. But anyway, yeah. uh, Powell this week he was speaking just about uh, financial stability. He expressed confidence in the system during a speech in New York yesterday afternoon. But he noted he has concerns about the market for, for corporate debt, which is uh, something we've discussed before on this show. Quote, measures of underwriting quality have deteriorated and leverage multiples have moved up, Powell said. Some of these highly leveraged borrowers would surely face distress if the economy turned down, leading investors to take higher than expected losses, developments that could exacerbate the downturn. Powell noted that he doesn't believe this scenario would risk undermining the entire the entire banking system, but he did concede, quote, our view into leverage and risk-taking outside the banking sector is admittedly incomplete, and we are always working to get a better idea, excuse me, a better view of emerging markets, uh, emerging leverage excesses. In a footnote, the Fed chair remarked that uh, stressed excuse me, stress test data shows that the banks, the country's largest banks, have lent $1 trillion to non-bank firms, just the largest banks. Meanwhile, uh, the chief commodities trading regulator also spoke this morning on financial stability. Uh, J. Christopher Giancarlo was also generally rosy in his outlook, but he too complained of a blind spot in market oversight. It stems from LIBOR, now, many of you uh, probably know LIBOR is an index created to show the interest that banks charge each other on short-term credit. But earlier this decade, employees at major firms were caught rigging LIBOR to benefit certain trades, and now banks lend and borrow to each other in different ways. So today, LIBOR is calculated through submissions to British regulators, and it isn't based directly on what banks charge each other anymore for short-term borrowing and lending. So, but... Despite this, some $200 trillion in financial transactions still reference LIBOR in some way as a benchmark for financial stability. That's like 10 times the U.S. GDP, $200 trillion. So, uh, John, can't be healthy. No. So Giancarlo uh, summed up the problem, noting, quote, uh, on one hand, LIBOR is widely used across the financial system, and on the other, it is built upon a dwindling market, a heavy edifice on a deteriorating foundation, a tower waiting to fall. That, uh, that inspires a great deal of confidence. The potential for systemic risk posed by the situation is obvious, Giancarlo added. A regulatory response is clearly appropriate. That response might need to come soon. British regulators could stop forcing banks to submit LIBOR rates by 2021. Moving on, the Trump administration is taking a hacksaw to some of the last remaining tenants of the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. the ACA, a.k.a. Obamacare. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, released new guidelines to states on Thursday explaining how they can opt out of key ACA regulations. Among those guidances includes an option for states to allow residents to use their federal health care subsidies under ACA to purchase plans not included on the ACA exchanges, which are regulated. The off-market plans would be cheaper but offer far fewer benefits. It would essentially bring back the proliferation of plans that existed before the ACA that forced people into bankruptcy as soon as they got sick and realized their plan didn't cover anything. Subprime health insurance. This yeah. is like 
you know, we're we're talking about financial instability in the previous segment. This is this is like uh, subprime health insurance. Exactly, and of course, this is one of the only countries, if not the only country in the world, that has subprime health insurance. It's legal. Uh, as, it's as a an legal scam. Here. It's a goddamn yeah. legal freaking pyramid scheme. Yeah. Not only that, this reform would undermine a critical component of the ACA, which was pulling both healthy and sick people together on the exchanges to keep premiums stable. But if young, healthy people are allowed to use subsidies to go off the exchanges for cheaper plans that offer fewer benefits, then only sicker people who need the coverage would remain on those exchanges, forcing prices up to cover them. That's, of course, assuming young, healthy people even buy health insurance since Trump and the Republicans already killed off a major tenant of the ACA, the individual mandate, which is said to expire now in 2019. The uh, changes. Fucked. Obamacare is dead. Completely fucked. Completely fucked. It's fucked. Probably shouldn't put all our marbles in a system that depended on the private health insurance system. No. Uh, anyways, but uh, maybe this here is, we are. This is that good accelerationist shit that we crave, and we'll get single payer quicker now that they're just going to town on Obamacare. It's, yeah, it's maybe a silver optimistic. Lining. That is so <laughs> so fucking, optimistic. Uh, so fucking. <laughs> Look, these these changes uh, to the ACA were unveiled by, and where it's not completely clear if these are legal. By the way, I'm sure there will be a legal challenge if indeed states are allowed to have this sort of leeway, or if the CMS is allowed to grant states this sort of leeway under ACA. They were unveiled by CMS Administrator Seema Verma while she was speaking to state legislators and lobbyists at, guess what, an American Legislative Exchange Council summit in Washington, D.C. ALEC. Yes, ALEC. Remember ALEC? That shadowy corporate government force that we all used to be worried about before a brain-dead crypto-fascist was elected to the White House? Well, ALEC is still around. They're still bad. And they've got partners in the administration. It's the blob. It's just... it. it keeps getting bigger yeah also Seema verma is just awful for a variety of reasons you might remember on halloween uh she tweeted out this trash claiming that medicare for all is scary or something this is the person who's in charge of medicare <laughs> can't it's frightening i'm i'm shitting my pants thinking about poor people not fucking dying in the streets you're in charge of medicare Seema. ah these monsters are literally killing people, and not just people, kids too. study out of Georgetown this week reveals that roughly 3.9 million children did not have health insurance in 2017. That's up by more than a quarter million from the year prior, and it's the first time that number has increased in a decade. Sema Verma, more like Sema Germa, because her presence is a disease. It's a disease. <laughs> Well disease. done. Well done. Okay, this is uh, that time in the show where we take a break to read some poetry for our new subscribers. If you're wondering why we haven't th- shown the dog for a while, she's gone totally off camera. She's actually in front or behind the camera watching as an audience member. She's now. not watching. She's just curled up sleeping. She was watching earlier. She's now, we've put her to sleep, clearly. She's not interested in what we're saying. She probably doesn't understand what we're saying. Fuck her. <laughs> all right. Uh, n- all new subscribers. Hear that? Gonna- You're not getting food. Calm tonight. down. Stop yelling at Harper. <laughs> we'll write a haiku for you if you subscribe for $5 a month. That's what I'm trying to say. We've got a few to read right now. I'll go ahead and go first. 
This one goes out to, look, it's not that simple. The wind carries them. The smells of the cityscape stop and sniff the piss. Thank you, look, it's not that simple. Do too many of our haikus have to do with piss? (laughs) Not enough, probably. Maybe not. Finally, this is for Breakaway. A timeless echo. The people always cry out. Me want honeycomb. Thank you, Breakaway. Just straight up honeycomb? You don't remember those ads? Me want honeycomb. I guess not. Well, What were they ads for? Honeycomb, the cereal. Honeycomb. It's a cereal. It's called honeycomb. (laughs) I'm not familiar with this cereal. I apologize. I'm probably going to get roasted in the chat over this. I was just a CTC guy. Cheerios and CTC. That was it. That was my cereal universe right there. Okay. Uh, again, saying you can know that honeycomb exists while eating the other cereal. Yeah, I guess. As I, 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 I did. There's, I, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of types of cereal out there. I couldn't come close to naming half of them. I bet you couldn't name half of them either. And just the fact that you have honeycomb. I could probably name one you don't know. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know if I can. Um, subscribe. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. We want to write you a haiku and then read it on air. In recent days, Jeff Flake has actually been standing up to the Trump administration. The outgoing senator is withholding support for judicial nominees until the Senate passes a bill protecting Robert Mueller. Because of this, today the Senate Judiciary Committee postponed a vote on nominees, and yesterday Vice President Mike Pence was needed to break the tie on a district court nominee, Robert Farr a lawyer known for his defense of a racist Republican voter suppression scheme in North Carolina. Well, today, Pence was needed again to break a tie, this time on a circuit judge nominee, Jonathan Kobus, an anti-abortion hack who used to be a staffer for Republican Senator Mike Rounds. This time, however, surprise, surprise, you're not totally surprised, Jeff Flake caved. (laughs) He caved. No. (laughs) What? Unbelievable. Get, get your monocle. It's uh, fallen onto the fainting couch. Got it. <laughs> we don't have the sound, but let me just say, this is a critical alert territory here. Jeff Flake caved, Jeff Flake folks. has caved. We're going to stay with this story all night if we have to. Uh, Flake could have blocked Cobus, his nomination, because uh, Oklahoma Republican James Inhofe has been absent from votes today. But Flake didn't out of a courtesy to Inhofe, as the Senate press gallery noted, quote, Senator Flake withdrew his vote, parentheses, no vote, therefore pairing with Senator Inhofe. What a spineless dipshit. Also demonstrating how pathetic Flake is uh, amid this supposedly super brave stand of his, the Arizona senator voted yes on another major nominee, Kathy Craninger, Trump's pick to run the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The Senate held a procedural vote today on Craninger. It went 50 to 49. Again, only Inhofe was absent. Jeff Flake, profile in turdage. Uh, I went with profile and cowardice, but I was like, no, 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 my friend, I can do better. No, and you did. You did way better. Finally, uh, on yesterday's show, I was giving rep Mark Pocan shit for getting just fleeced by Nancy Pelosi and also for voting against 
his own abolish ice bill. But I'll give him some props today. He announced that he'll no longer take corporate PAC money. He becomes only the sixth sitting U.S. member of the House to make that commitment. But he joins 36 incoming lawmakers who've made similar pledges. You know, it's often overlooked. An often overlooked takeaway from the 2018 midterms is just how well these candidates performed. In fact, more than half of the seats flipped by Democrats were by candidates pledging not to accept corporate PAC money. Currently, seven senators also have made that pledge to not accept corporate PAC money, including Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and Sheldon Whitehouse. It's clear this is becoming an increasingly effective election strategy, and it's uh, also clear that the leadership House Democrats elected on Wednesday doesn't represent this new strategy at all. At all. At all. Everyone, everyone who has read the zine by now knows that Pelosi, the only thing she's got going for her is her fundraising. That's really dragging yeah. down the party and, yeah. uh, and totally at odds with, it, with this message, as you noted. And probably is the reason why she's, uh, Republicans are so happy to see her that whenever they invoke her name, it's... Uh, it's just about the. Uh, they're not trolling. They're not trolling, and and it, it evokes images of this of this fundraising machine type bullshit. Yeah. All right, that is the newscast for today. Uh, I want to note, I, people were uh, worried about intern Scully at the end of yesterday's show. I noticed in the chat room, people were saying that maybe ants were spreading diseases, but look, intern Scully's doing just fine. Strong. Intern Scully is strong and doing just fine. We don't have any of that mealy mouth disease or whatever it was called. Mealy bug. Yeah, no, Scully's Scully's doing great. What's going on in the chat room? Chat room. uh, I see my mom has been doxxed in the chat room. (laughs) That has happened. Uh, Well, you know, it's hardly hardly a doxxing. It's not much of a doxxing. Nathan says he's thinking about getting a custom Piss Town basketball jersey. Mm. Like that. I, I envision it being a Golden State Warriors type color. Kevin says, disgusting that Sachs had Sam tonsured and sent to St. Harper's Monastery far from the Sentinel Fort <sighs> where he would be a threat to the line of succession. It's no way to treat a knight. <laughs> Fully agree. Kevin also says, I uh, look like Steve Jobs today. I'm dre- I'm, I'm I'm cold. I'm wearing layers. It's okay. I'm wearing yeah, that I it's it's my turtleneck here too. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a turtleneck as well. Steve Jobs style. Yeah, then uh people are talking to your mom about how you're a nice boy. Nice, of course. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And my mom is revealing that I was a cinnamon toast kid for <laughs> breakfast, so that's why I didn't eat your honeycomb cereal. Well, again, you don't have to uh only eat cinnamon toast crunch you can you can you you can know what honeycomb is that's true and uh someone said that honeycomb is good and it doesn't cut up your mouth like uh captain crunch doesn't tear joe says honeycomb is delicious and doesn't tear your mouth up like captain crunch hmm you know what Captain Crunch is, right? I do. I do know what Captain right. Crunch is. I didn't eat it, but I still know what it is. I, you know. All right. Let's uh, let's end it there. Call the rant line, 202-684-6108. Ooh, Eliza says, wait, did you not get my call to the rant line? I guess you didn't. I guess I didn't. When when did Eliza call? Oh, well, 
We'll, Maybe next week. We'll play it next week. We'll play week. it next week. This is, this is going to be the last newscast of the week. Sentinel cast is tomorrow. We'll be back uh, next week. But yeah, call the rant line. Oh, it, it occurred in her dream. <laughs> didn't happen. Great. That's why we didn't play it on air. Thanks to our sponsors, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney and levelnews.org. We're back tomorrow. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be.